here in this room today. Father, we lift our hands and surrender to the wonderful ministry of the Holy Spirit. Father, we thank you for the gift. We thank you for the promise of the Father. We thank you for the Holy Spirit who lives and abides within us tonight. And Lord, as we open up your word, Father, we thank you that you give us eyes to see and ears to hear. Thank you that you cause our heart to be supple and responsive to the word of God. We thank you that the word falls on good ground. We declare our hearts good ground tonight. We thank you that you are perfecting those things that concern our lives. And Lord, all those things yet ahead of us, transitions, decisions that need to be made. What about the future? What about this? What about that? Thank you, Lord, that we can draw close to you and your Holy Spirit will lead us and guide us. He'll even show us things which are to come in our life. So, Holy Spirit, we welcome you here tonight. and We give you praise, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. We do have outlines for you. If you didn't pick one up, we got them on the back tables there for you. And uh, we're going to just pick up where we left off. Um, our, our main text uh, in this series is found in Acts chapter 2, verse 1 to 4. It says that when the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound like a mighty rushing wind came from heaven, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them tongues as of fire, being distributed and resting on each of them. Now, there were 120 up in the upper room there. And they were all filled. Everybody say, filled. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they began to speak in what? Other tongues as the Spirit enabled them to speak. Hallelujah. I remember my own personal experience as a young adult back in 1980. It's actually April 28th I got born again, and, and two weeks after that got filled with the Holy Spirit. And for the past 40-plus years, I'm one of those tongue-talking people. I'm one of those crazy tongue-talkers. But I have to tell you that I do not know where I would be today if, if God did not give me that supernatural prayer language where I could pray out the plans, the purposes, and the will of God for my own personal life. Amen. So that gift is a wonderful gift. It is an authentic gift. It is a real gift. Amen. And so I want to encourage each of you to exercise that gift, praying in the Holy Spirit. Let's just do that right now for a few minutes. Let's pray in the Holy Spirit just for a few minutes. Let's just warm up the atmosphere here. Hallelujah. I kotamani kere berita la barando sopodalita la base. E promonosi telebedianda la bosho. Yembranda la basuta la barade balazoto. E probosuta la barati erebeseste barabodoshiste. Brande seke de brekeria la basu. Yala maruta la basade randula estebre menita. O rabati se porababatia. Masuta, masuta. Embroca de la bagita le besuta. Embreke dele suta la matia sa, lando raze zepro matia da basta. Ela matura babatia de besefre, be promotuia la badafra shestele berifra sestaya. Ore matia la badasta. Thank you, Father. You fill us and you refill us again and again with your Holy Spirit. Yete la masu, robotuia la basata. De la mahura bedia sepere bedia la basata. Thank you, Father, when we pray in the Holy Spirit, we speak divine secrets and mysteries, plans, purposes that you have for our lives. Oh, rabadita la basota, rabaradiere betese, beredia rabasata. Thank you, Lord, when we pray in the Holy Spirit, we can pray ourselves into that place of peace and rest and refreshing. Bealamatura babasita rabarobose, dialamaruto robocose beredici. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We thank you, Father. Hallelujah for that divine gift, that ability to pray in a supernatural language. You remember last week we said that Jesus, when he was sitting down with his disciples, I want to encourage you too, to read John chapter 13 to 17. That's that time where Jesus is is, is uh, establishing the new covenant with the disciples, and he's talking them, to them about two things primarily. He's talking about the coming ministry of the Holy Spirit, and he's talking about a new way of praying. 
And so we laid the foundation as to how do we pray? What are the, the basic building blocks or the foundation to uh, effective prayer? Number one, we pray to the Father. And we pray to the Father in the name of Jesus. And he talked about, in John 15, he talked about uh, Jesus talking to his disciples, that I'm the, I'm the vine, you're the branches, and my Father is the vine dresser, and, and he's the one that takes care of the branches. He, the Bible says that he takes away and he prunes, and that word take away means to lift up. So if you've ever been in a, in a vineyard where you see uh, rows of, of uh, grapevines, uh, you'll see trellises, you'll see a good vine dresser takes those branches and lifts them up to the trellis so that they can bear fruit. And, and for those branches that are bearing fruit, he takes a little pruning action on that so they can bear more fruit. And, and that tells us God wants our life to be fruitful. And he wants your prayer life to be fruitful. He wants you to have answers to prayer. He wants you to experience breakthroughs as a result of you believing God, trusting Him, making your declarations, praying in the Holy Spirit, praying God's Word, praying God's promises. Oh, man, He wants more than you desire it to answer your prayer because He's your loving, heavenly Father. Amen. And so he talked about that, uh, I'm the vine, you're the branches, and we see there that uh, spending time in God's Word is absolutely important because when we spend time in God's Word, God's Word nourishes us and God's Word prunes us. God's Word helps us to grow and become all that God wants us to be. And that promise there in John 15, 7, if you abide in me and what my words abide in you, you shall ask whatever you desire. Whoa. That should fry a few circuits in your brain. Is that, what, is that what I think it's saying? That God is giving me a blank check in prayer? That's exactly what he's saying. That's exactly what he's saying. So if you abide in him, now he was talking to the disciples. They were not yet born again. He said, you know the Holy Spirit because he's been with you. They saw the Holy Spirit working through Jesus. They saw the Holy Spirit on Jesus. But Jesus said there's a time coming when he's going to take up residence in your heart. And when he did, praise God, things change for the disciples. Praise God. And so we have the Holy Spirit not just with us, but he is in us. He lives and abides within us, and he will never leave your temple. He will never leave his place in your heart. Aren't you glad for that? No matter what failures, what problems, what issues, what setbacks you might have, the Holy Spirit is your friend. Amen. And he's a gentleman. And he lives on the inside of you. Thank God for that. But I want to share, we'll start here in John chapter 3. It's a familiar portion of Scripture. Jesus is talking at night with a man by the name of Nicodemus. He was a religious leader, very religious, very moral, upstanding, and so forth. Uh, but he, he was confused about the ministry of Jesus. There was things he just simply didn't understand. And, and Jesus said to him, Truly I say to you, unless a man is born of water and the Spirit... He cannot enter the kingdom of God. Verse 6, that which is born of flesh is flesh, and that which is born of, of the Spirit is spirit. Do not marvel, Nicodemus, that I, might, that I say unto you, you must be born again. Everybody say that. You must be born again. Now, for those that are born again, that's us. How many are born again? Aren't you glad you got born again? A new identity in Christ. A new man, a new creation. Creation. Old things passed away, all things become new. Aren't you glad for that? Amen. You must be born again. But notice in verse 8 what Jesus said about people who are born again, his children. Notice what it says. Verse 8. The wind blows where it wishes. You hear its sound, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. And so it is with everyone who is what? Born of the Spirit. What was Jesus saying to Nicodemus? Jesus was saying that the Holy Spirit, that those who are born again would be under the divine direction of the Holy Spirit. When you think of wind, I want you to think of direction. How many watch news, news every day? You know, I'll, I'll try and catch the news or the weather every day, right? You see the meteorologist up there with those upper level winds, right? 
the jet stream, right? And you think about that, you know, the jet, the jet stream determines what kind of weather we have. Isn't that right? And the same thing is true. We have a jet stream in our life, the Holy Spirit. And He can determine the environment, the seasons, the weather in your life if you'll submit to the flow of the Holy Spirit in your life. That's a wonderful promise. He wants us to experience wind. Now, don't we, don't, we don't have to ask the Holy Spirit to blow because He's already moving. There's already a, the Spirit of God is already moving in the earth. For the past, I don't know how many generations since Jesus was raised from the dead, the Holy Spirit has been moving in the lives of people. And there's evidence of that throughout history, that the Holy Spirit moves through the lives of God's people. And He's always ready to move. If you remember at the account of creation, the Bible says that the Spirit of God hovered over the waters of the deep. And the Spirit of God was waiting for a command. And when God spoke, the Spirit of God begin to work. Amen. And the same thing is true with our lives. When we submit ourselves to the Word of God, begin to feed on the Word of God, we begin to intersect with the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Because the Holy Spirit wrote the book, right? Didn't He write the book? Every born-again believer has the ability to be led by the Holy Spirit. You have the ability to be led by the Holy Spirit through every transition, through every major decision in life. Who am I going to marry? What school am I going to go? Right? All these important decisions we have to make, the Holy Spirit is present to lead, guide, and direct us. But here's the thing, and this is probably the most important thing I'm going to say tonight. The wind of the Spirit can only be discerned by having a prayer life. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. That is so important. The Holy Spirit's always moving, but are we listening? The Holy Spirit is always tapping our shoulder, but are we paying attention? How, how do we get acclimated to the Holy Spirit? How do we begin to hear His voice and, and become familiar with His voice? We have to have a prayer life. Amen. Capture this picture of Jesus in the River of Jordan. At his baptism, this is a beautiful picture that I think describes a dynamic, powerful prayer life that God wants all of us to happen, to have. In Luke 3, verse 21, it says, When Jesus also had been baptized and was praying, where was he? He was in the River Jordan. He was being baptized by John the Baptist, and he was praying. The heavens were opened. The Holy Spirit descended in a bodily form like, on, uh, like a dove on Jesus. And a voice came from heaven which said, You are my son, in you I am well pleased. There's some powerful things happening here when Jesus was baptized. Number one, and this, I think this is a beautiful picture of what the prayer life of every believer should be like. One, we should be in the river praying. Jesus promised that out of your innermost being, there would flow rivers of living water. Where does that start? Where do you pop the spring? Right there in your time of prayer with the Lord. In the river praying. The heavens open. Hallelujah. Thank God we as believers, we have access to the throne room of grace. The heavens are opened over our life. Amen. When we pray, the Spirit of God comes upon us. He moves upon us. Supernaturally. That's what He wants to do in prayer. And then also too, and this is really important, in prayer... You can hear the voice of your heavenly Father affirming you, encouraging you. Amen. He never condemns. He never puts down. He never fault finds. That's not the heart of our Father. But we learn to hear the voice of our Father in prayer. And He'll say, I am well pleased with you. You're my son. You're my daughter. Amen. And that's, that's the kind of prayer life I want to have. Amen. I've got that kind of prayer life. Amen. And we can go deeper into that. We can experience more rivers. We can experience the heavens open over our life and God speaking, God affirming. We can experience the Spirit of God coming upon us, showing us things to come, speaking to us. Hallelujah. The prayer, place of prayer should be a fun place. It should be a dynamic place. 
It should be a place you look forward to. I mean, that's what Jesus did. I mean, that was the highlight of his day. He looked forward to being in the presence of his father. I look forward to being. Yeah, you know, it's true. When I first started learning how to pray, there's an element of applying discipline in your life. Right. I mean, yeah, you applied discipline because we all got flesh. And when we learn the ways of the kingdom, the ways of the kingdom are spirit and not flesh. And so, yeah, we have to apply discipline. But God wants as you apply discipline, he wants to turn that into a delight. He wants your prayer life to be a delight, something you look forward to. Amen. And so your place of prayer shouldn't be dull and dry. You should come out. Like Jesus did when he came out of his, you know, I'm going to get ahead of myself, but the, the Holy Spirit, let me just back up a bit. After Jesus uh, came out of his baptism, the Bible said he was led by the Holy Spirit. And that's where uh, if, if you have that dynamic prayer life, you should come out of prayer with a sense of the Holy Spirit's leading for your day, for your season, for your life, for the needs that you're, you know, petitioning God about. You should come out with a sense of the Spirit of God leading you. And that's what Jesus did. He came out of that place of prayer at his baptism. He was led by the Spirit into a 40-day total fast. And when he completed the fast, the Bible says he came in the power of the Spirit. That's another aspect. You know, we can come out of our prayer time in the power of the Spirit, meaning having a fresh anointing on your life every day. Amen. Say, I'm anointed. And when you pray, that anointed should increase in your life, right? Amen. God wants us living in an overflow. That's the best way to live your life, is to live in an overflow of the presence of God, the Spirit of God. There's that river flowing, not, not just a little percolation under the ground or just a little tiny stream, you know, sneaking through the, the ground in the dirt. But no, 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 just a nice flow, a nice river. Everybody say river. I want rivers flowing in my life. Praise God. And so today we're talking about the wind of the Holy Spirit. We're talking about the Holy Spirit's desire to lead, guide, and direct us. And, and Jesus had a lot to say about this. So what did Jesus say about the Holy Spirit leading us? Let's take a look at some of these key scriptures. Again, I'm making reference to uh, the discourse over the Last Supper in John 13 to 17. But let's look at some key uh, scriptures here, Jesus speaking to the uh, disciples. The first thing that he uh, explains is that the Holy Spirit takes up residence in the heart of those who believe when they're born again. That means that the Holy Spirit is going to lead, guide, and direct your life from within. From within, everybody say within, and not from external means. Now, here's the thing that I've seen with, you know, either Christians who don't develop their prayer life or they're just lazy, they don't pray, and what, they, what happens is they get into this trap of they're being led by what so-and-so said here, what so-and-so said there. They're being led by this circumstance plus that circumstance well, this happened this way and that happened that way. That must mean that God is saying this to me. That's not how God leads us, folks. No, that's not how he leads us within because that's where he's residing. So, the, so direction comes from within. Don't get into the trap of, you know, fleeces and 1-800 or 1-900 pray this or 1-800 pray that. no. I'm telling them, bro. <laughs> I'm glad you're up on the front row to egg me on here. <laughs> so listen to what he says here in John 14, 15 to 17. If you love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father, and he will give you another counselor that he may be with you forever. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive, for it does not see him, neither does it know him, but you know him. For he lives with you back in the disciples' day and will be in you after his resurrection. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit will never, ever leave you. He is faithful. He will never, ever leave you. 
on your darkest day, on your worst day, He is present within you. In fact, my Bible says He is a present help in the time of trouble. Woo! That's shouting ground right there. He's so faithful. So first we need to understand that guidance comes from within. Uh, Pastor Mark Brzee wrote a book called The Guide Inside, and uh, he's going to be coming next week. Is he bringing the books? I would encourage you to get the book. He's got some great stories about divine leadings. It's an excellent book, so um, don't miss that. Don't miss that. But second, Jesus explained to his disciples that the Holy Spirit will always teach us and remind us of the Word. He always points back to the Word. He doesn't, go, he doesn't violate what's been written in Scripture. Now, this is another thing, I mean, that I've seen believers do. They, they hear a voice or they hear a sound, and, and God is supposedly saying, do this, do that, and it violates Scripture. Amen. No, the Holy Spirit always points us back to the Word with a resounding sense of peace. That's how you know the Holy Spirit is ministering to you. There comes this supernatural peace, that heavenly peace. It can't be explained, but you know it. You know what that peace is. Amen. We all know what that peace is. And anytime He's speaking and leading you back to the Word, you'll always have peace. If there's confusion... And disorder, okay, back up, listen to that still small voice inside, go back to the scriptures and pray until you get into a place of peace. There you will get clear direction. You know, the worst thing to do is make decision when you're overwhelmed with anxiety and fear or confusion or you feel driven. I got to make, you know, it's like those commercials, you know, uh, all those uh, commercial TV stations that are out there, what are the, some of the names of those stations? I don't, I don't even watch them, but they're always selling. If you, if you call that number right now, we'll throw this in. Oh, you better call that number right now. Come on, do it right now. What they're doing, they're driving, they're driving, they're pushing. God never drives, He never pushes. He softly leads us, gentle, with peace. In fact, it's important that we learn to listen because it's easy to dismiss those subtle nuances where the Holy Spirit is speaking and you sense peace and, and you might be under the gun and under pressure and it's easy to dismiss it. Don't dismiss it. That's the Holy Spirit helping you. Amen. So if the Holy Spirit is going to lead us, that means we have to be word-first people. We have to be word-first people. The Word is our anchor. It's solid. It's... It, it, it's stable, and the Holy Spirit who wrote the Scriptures through men, amen, He will amplify that Word to you. He will make that Word real to you. So say this, the Word and the Spirit, they agree. He's never going to violate the Word of God. He's always going to bring us back to the Word, amen? So that, that can give you assurance, you know, here's how you can jumpstart being led by the Holy Spirit. Just do what the Word says. Just do what the Word says. Right? Amen. John 14, 26, But the Counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of all that I told you. Peace I leave with you. Peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you? Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Notice what he said, that the Holy Spirit will teach you everything and remind you of all I told you. So the Holy Spirit is reminding and teaching what's already in the Word. So you've had that experience. You're sitting at home, you're maybe it's early in the morning and before you go to bed, it's a nice quiet time, you're reading Scripture and all of a sudden... One scripture just lifts off the page, and you sense the presence coming on you. You sense peace welling up in you. What is that? That's the Holy Spirit making the scripture come alive to you. Amen. Those are the things we should follow. 
We should capture, we should jot those things down because the Holy Spirit is trying to make an impression on your life about what He wants to do, right? Third, we see that Jesus taught His disciples that the Holy Spirit will guide us into all truth. He never violates the Scriptures. And the litmus test of being guided into and knowing the truth is what? It's freedom, liberty, victory. Isn't that what Jesus said? He said, you shall know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Well, the Holy Spirit, who is the Spirit of truth, He's going to lead you into truth. He's going to lead you into Scriptures. He's going to make those words come alive to you so you can apply them in your life. And the litmus test is greater freedom, greater victory. Amen. That's the litmus test. You have another Scripture, Robert? Yes, yeah. He puts a premium on the Word. His Word is His will. Amen. And the Holy Spirit's always going to go back to the Word. Amen. So what do we need to do? We need to go back to the Word. If you're in doubt about anything, just immerse yourself in the Word. Spend more time in the Word. Amen. All right, listen to this scripture. Jesus said, it is expedient for you that I go away. For if I do not go away, the counselor will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. But when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all that is truth. What truth? Bible truth, scriptural truth, right? He'll guide you into that. For he will not speak on his own authority, but he will speak whatever he hears. So who's speaking to the Holy Spirit? God the Father, God the Son. God, the Holy Spirit, right? He will not speak on his own authority, but he will speak whatever he hears, and he will tell you, oh, this is good right here. He will tell you things that are to come. When you get anchored into truth, into the word, there's a whole nother dynamic the Holy Spirit will bring you into. He will prepare you for what's ahead of your life. He will warn you of what's around the corner. He will prepare you for the next season in life. He will show you things which are to come. Amen. We all have decisions. We all have transitions. We all have crossroads in our life where we have to make major decisions. And, you know, it's times like that that we can rely on the Holy Spirit to give us an advantage over everyone else and to see what's ahead. You know, people pay a lot of money to get forecasters and what's ahead. And people are making all kinds of predictions about what's around the corner. And you can get all wrapped up in that or you can get wrapped up in the Holy Spirit and pray in the Holy Spirit. And all of a sudden, you start getting sensings, knowings about what's ahead. Amen? He will tell you things that are to come. He will glorify me, for he will receive from me and declare it to you. The Amplified says he will announce in detail his plans and purposes for your life. Okay? So it's important that, you know, we cultivate a spirit of prayer. And during these 21 days of prayer and fasting, you know, fasting will help you cultivate a spirit of prayer. Because the last thing you need talking to you when you're trying to pray is your stomach or is social media around you or all that all the clamor that we have in our lives you know just in the regular daily lives things start to build up the clutter builds up right right by the time spring comes it's time for a spring cleaning right well just consider 21 days of prayer and fasting this is your day of spring cleaning as you pray and fast, get the clutter out, reacclimate yourself with the voice of the Holy Spirit. This is a wonderful time as we start the year to cultivate a spirit of prayer because that's where you're going to learn how to be led by the Holy Spirit. Get familiar with His voice. His voice is not a voice in your head. This is what tripped me up when I was first a believer. You know, I get these thoughts. Is that you or is that me? Is that, is that God? What is that? No, the Holy Spirit is not a voice in your head. It's a witness in your spirit. And it's a knowing. Everybody say knowing. Now, it's a knowing that no one can explain to you, but you know. You know. Your spirit knows. 
And when you have that knowing, again, there's a sense of peace. The Holy Spirit is testifying to your spirit, and it's not in words, it's not in visions, but it's in this, this knowing on the inside. Amen. Yeah. We, we can all know things. We can all know about the future. We can all know. See, I can know. In fact, the Bible says you have an anointing and you know all things. Wow. Everything concerning your life, concerning the plans and purposes God has for you, you have the capacity to know them personally and intimately. Wow. In fact, I love this scripture that Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians 2, verse 9 to 12. As it is written, I has not seen nor ear heard, nor has it entered into the heart of man, the things God has prepared for those who love him. How many love Jesus? You know, God has prepared wonderful things for our future. Amen. We don't have to dread about, you know, what's going on with the economy, what's going on in the world. God has a plan with your name on it. He has wonderful things in store for our future. Amen. But notice this. Verse 10 says, Though eye hasn't seen and ear hasn't heard, verse 10 says, but God has revealed them to us, how? By His Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of a man? The spirit of the man. You are a spirit, you live in a soul, you have a body. Your spirit man has the capacity to know the things of God. All right. Verse 12 tells us, we haven't received the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God. Why? Why did God take up residence in your heart? So that you might know the things that are freely given to us by God. Well, what are those things that have been freely given to us? Read the letters of Paul. Uh, let me give you this chance. I challenged, oh, I forgot her name, uh, but I challenged this lady, uh, Jill, Jill, Jill Dedier. Uh, a couple years ago, I challenged her. I said, I challenge you, read the epistles of Paul, but before you do, take 15 to 20 minutes and pray in the Holy Ghost before you read those letters. She came back in a couple of weeks, and her eyes were wide open, and she was saying how, man, I'm getting just so much fresh insight into the Word of God just through the simple practice. Sitting down. You know, the Bible is a spiritual book. It's not a classroom book. It's not a textbook. It's not a math book. It's not a novel. No, it's an ancient document that's been penned and preserved for us. But it has to be discerned by the Holy Spirit who lives within us. But there are so many wonderful things, wonderful promises in those letters that belong to us. And so if we'll pray in the Holy Spirit and study those letters, we'll discover the things that have been freely given to us. Amen. Romans 8, 14. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are what? The sons of God. Lady, that, ladies, that includes you. It just re, let's just remove the gender. We're all sons of God, right? For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. For you have not received the spirit of slavery again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry, Abba, Father. That's an inter a term of endearment, of intimacy. In verse 16, now this is key, the Spirit, the Spirit, the Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirits. Okay, so what does that mean? He bears witness. That means he's testifying to your spirit man. And how do you know that he's testifying to you? You get this resounding sense of peace. Amen. And a knowing on the inside. And, you know, when it comes to knowings, you can't explain that to anybody. I, I can't explain to you how I know beyond any shadow of a doubt that I'm born again, heaven bound. I can't explain that to you, but because I know what the Word says, and the Holy Spirit has taken that Word and, and, and impressed it upon my heart. Amen? And the same thing is true with the seasons of my life, the decisions of my life that I've made. As I've trusted in the Holy Spirit, there's always been a sense of peace. 
Amen? How would you like to live your life from this point till Jesus come with a resounding sense of peace in your life? Hello? Yeah, that's absolutely. You know, remember Jesus in the boat with his disciples going across? Hey, boys, we're going to the other side. We've got a mandate. We're going to the other side. We're going to do business for God. And what did the devil do? He sent storms, rocking the boat. And, the, you know, the disciples, they're freaking out. Oh, man, we're going to die. You know, the water's, water's filling up in the boat. What's Jesus doing? He's had his on the pillow. He's just chilled, man. He's got peace. He knows the Father spoke to him by the Holy Spirit. Hey, you're going to the other side. So what are you fretting about, guys? And what did Jesus, you know the story. He got up, he rebuked the wind and waves and so forth, and they made their destination. But he operated in such peace. Why did Jesus operate in such peace when there was turmoil all around him, when the Pharisees and Sadducees were just breathing down his neck, ready to stone him, were ready to throw him off a cliff, or ready to, 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 to do him under, to malign him? Because he had such peace in his life. Where did he get that peace from? In prayer with his Father. Think about the, the prayer life of Jesus. Before it was day, he rose up early and prayed. In the midst of demands of ministry, in the middle of the day, he pulled himself away from the crowd. And he, the disciples said, where'd he go? Oh, he went off to pray. Got quiet with God. Late into the night, walking on water, he's still praying. In other words, the, the profound sense of peace that Jesus walked in was a result of his prayer life. We can have that same profound sense of peace in our life as well. Amen. And it can spill over in all of our relationships and everything that we're attached to in all of our endeavors. Peace, 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 peace. Peace I live, give to you. Peace I leave with you. He gave it to us by the Holy Spirit. Can you say amen? So here's some important things about the Holy Spirit in prayer. Because this is where we're going to learn to uh, hear the voice of the Holy Spirit, to pick up that witness, to pick up that sense of knowing uh, and that is that we need to join with the Holy Spirit in prayer. Now, as I said last week, we pray to the Father in the name of Jesus with a heart full of the Word. But we added another component in there, and that was Jesus told His disciples, wait till you receive the promise of the Father or the gift of the Holy Spirit or the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We saw what happened after that. They were enabled to speak, and that's the key right there. They received a supernatural prayer language that enabled them to walk in a whole new dimension in prayer with the Holy Spirit. And that's what God wants to do for us. As we're in our 21 days of prayer and fasting, let me encourage you to just strive forward to go deeper with the Holy Spirit in prayer. Man, if you prayed five minutes a day in other tongues, pray 10 minutes a, a, a day in other tongues. If you just pray in the morning, you want to do it at night, pray, add 10 minutes at night along with your 10 minutes in the morning. Or if you're at 10 minutes, go 20 minutes. Or if you had 20 minutes, go 30 minutes. You can always go deeper. There's always more. But recognize that in prayer, that's the perfect place to get acquainted with the Holy Spirit and His wind, His wind in your life, His leadings, His guidance in your life. I love this scripture in Romans chapter 8 because it's all about the Holy Spirit orchestrating our life. Everybody say orchestrate. I remember when we went to, uh, honey, you remember we went to the, what was that, Symphony Hall in Boston when Lauren played? It was Symphony Hall in Boston. We saw the conductor up there and, and we were all excited to see Lauren, you know, playing uh, as a result of her hard work. And, uh, but you see the composer up there and he's got his wand and he's tapping and, you know, they're all doing their own thing, practicing before the, the beginning of the performance. And then he taps that thing and everything gets quiet. And then the whole orchestra plays with one sound, harmonious. Nothing out of, you know, strange note here, strange note there. But it was just a beautiful, beautiful symphony. And that's what God wants to do in our life, in prayer. He wants you to experience some harmony with the Holy Spirit. As you're praying in other tongues, you're going to see things, hear things, know things, sense things about your life. And, you know, this happens when you pray for others, even more so. You know, I found that when I pray for others, the things I pray for other people start happening to me. It's like the law of reciprocity. It just comes back at you. Amen. It's never wasted time when you pray. 
So let me encourage you to pray more in the Holy Spirit. Watch what happens when we pray in the Holy Spirit. Paul says it this way in Romans 8, 26 to 28. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. The Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. Now, he's talking about prayer here. He says, for we do not know what to pray. Now, we know how to pray, right? We know how to pray to the Father in Jesus' name with a heart full of the Word, right? We know how to pray, but what to pray? What to pray? That's where the Holy Spirit helps us because, listen, if you pray out of your head, you'll be limited. That's a weakness as far as God is concerned. Your head is not where God speaks. It's not where God reveals. That's where we think we make plans, et cetera, et cetera. But when the Spirit of God is speaking to us, it's not up here. It's down here. It's in your spirit. So the Spirit helps us. I like the Amplified says, He takes hold together with us against our weaknesses and infirmities. And our weaknesses and infirmities is our flesh. It's our mind. Your mind can't comprehend everything God has for you. You can't pray. Yes, we can pray with our mind, but we need to be praying with our spirit. And so it says here, for we do not know what to pray for as we ought. But, everybody say but. The Spirit Himself intercedes us, intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And he who searches the heart knows what the mind of the Spirit is because he intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. So there's as you're praying, you have to recognize there's someone who lives on the inside of you that knows what the mind of God is for your life. He knows, he carries the plans. You know, it's like he's the architect of your life, he carries the blueprints. Amen. He carries the plans and purposes of your heavenly Father. So if you take more time to pray in the Holy Spirit, it's only a matter of time you're going to slip in to an understanding and a revelation. Oh, this is the plan for this season for my life. This is the steps that I need to take for this season of my life. Amen. Sometimes we just have to press in. And then notice this, verse 28. I hear this verse quoted all the time. It's always pulled out of context. It's always pulled out when someone has something, something bad happen to them. They say, well, you know, we know all things work together for good who, those, for those who love God. That's not what it's talking about, folks. Then what it's talking about here is when we allow the Holy Spirit to help us pray, as we're praying in the Spirit, as we're praying in other tongues, guess what the Holy Spirit does? First off, He takes hold of our limitations and He prays through us. And then he caused things. See, it's got to happen in you first. Once it starts happening in you, then the things around you begin to change. They begin to change because the Holy Spirit's working first within you, then things around you begin to change. You know, we get a lot of prayer requests into the ministry. People have this need, that need. And, and I've talked with different individuals over the years about needs in their life, and I've, I've noticed a pattern. Yes, the needs are important to God. But the minute the need is met, they're off doing their own thing. They're not really cultivating a personal relationship with the Lord, going deeper in prayer. That's the crux of the matter. We need to be people of prayer. We need to get intimate with the face of God first. And then, of course, His hands are there for us. But we don't seek God's hands. We seek His face. Don't, we're going to see Jesus face to face when he, when he calls us home. Oh, that, what a day that will be. And I want to seek the face of God in prayer. I want to know Him more in prayer. I want to feel His breath in prayer. I want to sense His presence on me, not just here and there and now and then or just on Sunday during the services, but I want to be living and breathing the presence of God day in and day out. How do you do that? Through cultivating a spirit of prayer. Oh, sabari de que si borabadasta. I do a lot of walking and praying back and forth. Walking and praying back and forth. Amen. You can kneel. You can sit. You can drive the car. You can iron the clothes. You can wash those underarms. You can do whatever you're doing. Oh, Satara You can worship God in the shower that way. You can pray. You can pray when you golf, Pastor Josh. I know you do. You can pray throughout your day. You can create 
a spirit of prayer, and God made this so easy. It's amazing to me. When I look at how the church was born, the first thing God did was he gave the church a prayer life. He gave them the ability to pray supernaturally. Why do you think tongues is such a controversial thing over the, over the years? Because it's the believer's supernatural avenue to access things from the hand of God. That's why it's so controversial. Amen. All right, let's bring this to a close. 1 Corinthians 14, 14 to 15. Now, this is the Apostle Paul. Paul, the Apostle, think of this. Essentially, he wrote the entire New Testament, with the exception of, you know, Peter, James, and John. He essentially wrote the heart of the New Testament. And, uh, you know, after he got saved, he spent 10 years on the backside of a desert after getting filled with the Holy Spirit. What do you think he was doing all that time? He was praying in the Spirit. He told the Corinthian church, I thank my God I pray in tongues more than you all. In other words, he's not bragging there. He's just placing a premium, a value on praying in the Holy Spirit, praying in other tongues. And he defines it here for us in 1 Corinthians. We're going to pray in just a minute. He defines what praying in the Holy Spirit is. He says, if I pray in a tongue, what does it say? My spirit prays, but my mind is unproductive because it does not understand what my spirit is praying. Then what am I to do? I will pray with the spirit. By, I like the way the Amplified Words is here. I will pray with the spirit by the Holy Spirit that is within me. Right? The Holy Spirit's not going to do your praying. He's your helper. When you pray, He prays with you. I will pray with the Spirit by the Holy Spirit that is within me, and I will pray with the mind using words I understand. I will sing with the Spirit by the Holy Spirit that is within me, and I will sing with the mind using words I understand. So think, Paul, uh, the Passion Translation, I believe, says, I will, I, I will pray with my mind with uh, intelligence. And I thought about that. I said, well, what is intelligent praying? Intelligent praying with your mind is praying the Word. It's praying Scripture. It's returning God's Word back to Him in prayer. Prayer is not a venting session. It's not a gripe and complaining session. It's not the customer service desk you go to. Right? No, prayer is the opportunity for us with a heart full of the word to return the word back to God in prayer. Father, I thank you because your word says. Father, I thank you because your word says. So we should be doing two things. We should be praying the word over our lives, right? We can pray the word over our marriage, over our family, of finances, the, the healing of our body, uh, decisions that have to be made, and so on and so forth. We can pray the Word, and then we can pray in the Holy Spirit. Amen. So I want to encourage you, this during these 21 days, stretch yourself and pray more in the Holy Spirit. So I'm telling you, there's more. There's more. And, and for those, some of us are struggling with our prayer language, we'll, we'll pray again for you and lay hands on you and pray. Uh, but let's all... Let's all practice some praying in the Holy Ghost. Are you with me? All right. I know it's getting late. It's almost bedtime. But, you know, one good thing about praying in the Holy Spirit, it provides a physical refreshing too. Amen. The same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you, and He shall quicken your mortal body. Hallelujah. Let's stand to our feet and let's do some praying. Let's do some praying before we go here tonight. And forget about who's around you. Forget about what you're dealing with. Forget about the problems, and let's just pray in the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Father, we do come to you tonight in the name of Jesus. And we pray with the Spirit, and we pray with our understanding. Hallelujah. Father, thank you for the wonderful ministry of the Holy Spirit. Thank you that you desire to take us into a deeper relationship with the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father for the supernatural prayer language that you give to us tonight. 
Beprenita barando roboso torobo cotia de bedefresete. Bien de beredisi parabadora mashita, basonto, bocoto, bodita. Epra masita, brande estestela maroto roboco soto. We do pray, Father, with the help of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Biete bracara basoto roboco sita rabaradia rabadefre que sete rebesete. Sepra marita rabasato roboco soto roboso. Pray this after me. Father, I thank you that I have the mind of Christ, that I hold the thoughts and intents of your heart, that the Holy Spirit lives within me and he bears witness with my spirit for your plans and your purposes for my life. So I thank you. As I pray in tongues, I am speaking forth mysteries, divine secrets, the plans, the purposes that you have for my life. Sutara marande beredisi para barando robocosapa. E probosutara barande berevete beredia sabado romosota. Lambro do sondara barita da barando robocosondara barita de berefre sibita. Be promonosi kiriando robocosutara barande berequesita barato se. E promosa paradici berebedese para barando. Le prosaya reposaya le porandi erebosuta. Ye promonoki tiana manduka sepali adagajola manenge. Nembrusa parita de berefre sestila. Le promasita da marando roboco sobodi alango de. Ye promosuta brandese brasata. O tekima la caduro bocosa paradita de bereso. De brumanite berefrosha padadi arabosuto. De brondo robocosuta rabarato roboche. Ah, thank you, Lord. Brekada, nekotuno mondike sepa, nekotuno manike de bese, ebrusa de bronda, zepromadita rabarado, ebromatuya la badavra sheste bredida, sopra manica, sa de le basuto robocotia la basade, dembrodo robocotia la bedefre sheste la bada, zembrodo robocotia la badavra sheste, chi apanase che de bedica la basso, suta la maradi berebedese se parabado sheste. Prose, brose, brete, gi, alabasta, ze paramaruto roboco se, gedebado lomo te, ne prondaia basite, esto moda batige, ne cholobota, ne cholobota, ne cholobota, ronda la basita rabarado sostoda, de prosustolo bagadi alabasuta, hala matia, bese meraduso. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Pray this, Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you that you have given me the anointing, the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, I humble myself under your mighty hand. I give you permission to lead me, guide me, direct me, show me things to come. Thank you for your peace. You lead me. Besides still waters, places of peace, and places of rest, I boldly confess, Lord, you are my shepherd, the voice of a stranger, I will not follow. I can hear the voice of God. I can sense the peace of God. I have knowings. Hallelujah. Let's pray one more time in the Holy Spirit. If you're here tonight and you're, you want a, a, a greater flow of your prayer language, come up to the front. I'll lay my hands on you. Or if you've yet to been filled with the Holy Spirit and you'd like your prayer language, come on up here and I will lay my hands on you. Hallelujah. Just come on down to the front. Basta lobo tu brava de siste. Amen, amen, amen. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Anyone else that wants to come down, feel free. Well, I'll lay hands on you. 
Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Anyone else? Hallelujah. We want everyone to experience this wonderful prayer language in the name of Jesus. Young and old. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now I'm going to pray a prayer. We're all going to pray it together for you that are up here front in the front. Jesus is the baptizer in the Holy Spirit. He's the one that does the baptizing. All we have to do is pray and ask Him to fill us. And He will answer. And He will baptize you. He will fill you with the Holy Spirit. And it'll happen not up to you. it won't happen up here in your head. It's going to happen out of your spirit. There'll be a sense of peace and a knowing. And there'll come sounds from heaven, words from heaven. Just speak them out. Don't worry about what they sound like. But let the Holy Spirit use your vocal cords. Everyone pray in the Holy Spirit. I want you up here up front while they're praying in the Holy Spirit softly. I want you to pray this prayer. Okay? Just between you and God. Just close your eyes and repeat this prayer. God, thank you for Jesus. Thank you that the blood has cleansed me from all sin. Thank you, Jesus, for baptizing me with the Holy Spirit. I believe when hands are laid upon me, I will speak in a new language. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Everybody pray in the Holy Spirit. Be filled with the Holy Spirit right now. In Jesus' name. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. That's it. That's it. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Let it flow. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. Yeah, that's it. Just let it flow. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus. Yeah, just let those lips move. That's the Holy Spirit. All the presence of the Lord is here. Keep praying. Keep praying in the Holy Spirit. That's a wonderful gift. It's real. That's God. That's God. That's God. That's real. You can sense the presence up here. You can sense God moving upon them. In Jesus' name, thank you, Father, for these wonderful people being filled with the Holy Spirit today. Oh, it's wonderful. Oh, thank you, Father. Father, everybody say this. Father, thank you for filling me with the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father, for refilling me with the Holy Spirit. I thank you for my prayer language. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's just give God praise. God just touched all these people up here. God filled with the Holy Spirit. Got their prayer language. Let's give, give God a, a praise shout tonight. Amen. Hallelujah. Isn't that wonderful? Isn't that wonderful? Don't, don't you sense a different dimension? 
You sense the presence of God increased. Isn't that wonderful? You sense that presence? Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. You sense that presence? It's, come, it's going to get better, Barbara. It's going to get better. It's okay. It's okay. You keep pressing in. You keep pressing in. You sense that presence, Fossey? You sense something different on you. Isn't that wonderful? Isn't that awesome? There's more. Isn't that good? You sense the presence of God increase? Okay, we can pray anytime we want. We can pray when we feel happy. We can pray when we feel sad. Let's at will, at will, pray in the Holy Spirit. One more time. He's not going to leave you out, Barbara. No, 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 no. He's not going to leave you out. Oh, he loves you so much. Hallelujah. I want you. Someone's flagging me in the back there. Someone flagging me in the back? Someone else wants to be filled with the Holy Spirit? Yeah, come on down. Give him a big hand clap. Hallelujah. 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 The Apostle Paul went to a place in Ephesus and he found 12 believers that never experienced the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And so Paul told him, have you received the gift of the Holy Spirit? And they said, we don't even know that there is a Holy Spirit. And so Paul laid his hands on them, and the Holy Spirit fell upon them, and they began to pray in other tongues. That happened 2,000 years ago. It's still happening today. You know, there are millions upon millions upon millions of believers who pray in the Spirit. You know, I've been praying in the Holy Spirit for 43 years now, and I'm not weird, am I, Pastor Josh? <laughs> not really. <laughs> Let's all lift our hands and pray in the Spirit. Hallelujah. Just say these words, Jesus, fill me with the Holy Spirit. I expect to speak in a supernatural tongue. Barosutoro, be filled right now in the name of Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Hallelujah. That's real. That's authentic. That's the Spirit of God coming up from here, from your belly, your innermost being. Hallelujah. They don't want to stop praying. Keep praying, everybody. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. Father, again, we thank you for filling us and refilling us with the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. I want to encourage you to. God's got wonderful things in your future. I can just sense it. You're not going to walk in it until you do some more praying in the Holy Spirit. So tonight was an important night for you. The Holy Spirit's going to launch you forward into the plans and purposes of the Father. And how's that going to happen? When you're in the house, when you're in the bedroom, you know what I do in my bedroom? That's what I do. And after, oh, sometimes it's 10 minutes, sometimes it's 20 minutes, sometimes it's 30 minutes, all of a sudden I'm hearing things. I'm getting senses. 
I'm getting direction from the inside out. Hallelujah. And that's fun. That's exciting. It's an adventure. Everybody say adventure. Woo, he's not done with you, Barbara. He's not done with you, Karina. Come on. Hallelujah. Let's lift up our hands and give God praise. Hallelujah. Honey, come here. Thank you, Lord. Before you give God praise, I want you to tell people, okay, how you got filled with the Holy Spirit. Would you mind doing that? Before Tom and I got married, um, we went to church together, we prayed together, but I wasn't filled with the Spirit. And he was always telling me about it and trying to get me to talk and talk, get filled with the Holy Spirit. And I was just, I don't know, could get out of my own way. But one night I was lying in my bed and I was talking to God and I said, God, I, this is, I want this. I know, I, I know it's for me. I know you have it for me. And I, and I just suddenly started speaking in tongues in my bed at night. And then I didn't even tell him until about a week or two later. I'm like, yeah, by the way. <laughs> but that was just, just the way it worked for me. You know, God doesn't violate our personalities. And, and if that has to happen for you in a different way, there's, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with it. That doesn't mean you're less spiritual. That doesn't mean you're less spiritual. No, not at all. Not at all. Continue to press in and believe for it. Don't give up on it. Don't give up on it because God has it for each and every one of us. Catch hands with someone next to you, and let's agree in prayer tonight. Father God, we, we just thank you for everyone who made their way here, way here tonight, heard your word, and Father, we just declare we're hearers of the word and doers, and thank you for the Holy Spirit you put in our hearts. We, we're going to press in, press on, and dedicate ourselves to making more time with you in your presence, praying in your Holy Spirit. Thank you for everyone who's come here tonight, and um, just give them safe travels as they return home. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Slap someone a high five. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome, John. God bless you, man. God bless you, Francie. God bless you, man. All right, all right.